Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. This is The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. And welcome back to the greatest show on the planet. Why is it so great? Well, we're taking a break from all the news, all the yelling, all the screaming. And we're talking about the things we love. TV shows, video games, movies, Game of Thrones, a little bit of everything. And of course, the greatest show on the planet, The Geek Show, is brought to you by Mega Replay. Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. Yes, we have a jam-packed show today, guys. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, the news segment, I want to talk about uh, two things specifically. If we got time, I got some more things. There's a new law being introduced that I think will change video games as we know it if it gets passed. And then Disney announced all of their lineup for the next eight years, which is kind of crazy. And Disney is huge. Then we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the movies this week, but mainly focus talking about Game of Thrones. And I have a very special guest to talk with me about Game of Thrones. So you want to look forward to that. Then after the break for news, we'll come back and we'll have Corey's Tech Corner. And then, of course, we end the show with the top five list of the week. I got movie trailers. Yeah. We got The Farewell, Spider-Man, Watchmen, and, oh my gosh, I love horror movies, and I hate clowns. What does that mean? Yes, the movie trailer for It, Chapter 2, has dropped, and I am so, so excited. But let's start off with one of the big stories this week. There is a governor, not a governor, a, a senator from Montana, uh, Haley, I believe is his name, Hanley Haley, and... He is introducing a bill that could radically change video games as we know it. It is a bill that will stop video game companies from having microtransactions or loot boxes within video games. So I'm going to do my best to break down what loot boxes and microtransactions are. Let's start off with microtransactions. Microtransactions are the ability to buy something in a video game that is 100% digital. You can't physically have it. That will affect the way your character looks or says something or the way your gun looks. So let's say I'm I'm on the I'm playing Fortnite and I see somebody with this awesome uh, gun and it's gold. I'm like, I want a gold gun. Well, you can pay like seven bucks and get a skin that will change your weapon to always look like it's golden. Or there are uh, different skins. Skins are what your character looks like. Uh, they have some crazy cool looking skins, but it costs money anywhere from like five bucks to 20 to 50 bucks. And uh, mainly what it is, is kind of the cool, the swag, basically. You know, I, I can attest to this as a kid when I was playing video games. I always wanted the coolest looking weapon or uh, for me, it was hats back in the day. Hats were the popular thing. But now it's all about skins and looking cool. And there's you get a little street cred when you have when you're walking around or playing the game Fortnite in a awesome looking skin. So a lot of kids really like that. Now the other side of it is loot boxes with microtransactions. You know what you're buying and you're getting just that 
loot boxes I can best explain by the game called Overwatch. It is a first-person shooter game by Blizzard and is basically a shooting game mixed in with a almost capture-the-flag-esque type game. And loot boxes are, if you play so much in the game, uh, after you get so many experience points or uh, get some achievements in the game, which are goals to reach, you get enough points to get a loot box. And a loot box is a basically kind of like a slot machine. You press a button and the loot box explodes and you get five pieces of uh, skins or uh, alternate colors, uh, um, intros, or just things that you can use on your characters to look cool. And they range. This is where it's a little different from microtransactions. It, they they range from okay stuff, like common stuff, like things you'll get more often over and over, to really hard things. I believe it's gold are the hardest stuff, and it's like you have a 1 in 70 chance to get a golden uh, skin. And with loot boxes, you ha- you can earn them in-game or... You can pay for it, and that's where the problem comes in because kids, once again, want that street cred, and what is better than having awesome-looking gear on your character? So they buy like $100 worth of loot boxes. They can press and open. I mean, I saw one guy who bought 200 loot boxes, and he did not get what he wanted. That That's really what it is. It's a giant gambling way. But here's the problem with it. The rules themselves that he has made are so loose, it's going to hurt the industry as we know it, potentially. Uh, The rules are super loose. I think what he's trying to focus on, this senator, is uh, mobile games like Candy Crush. Candy Crush and all the games on your iPhones are notoriously terrible at trying to get the most money out of you. And I've fallen for it, so I know. Uh, Let's take Candy Crush, for example. When you first get Candy Crush, you're like, hey, it's a free game. I'm downloading it to my phone. Boom, it's there. I'm playing. I'm having fun. So the first 20 levels, you're having fun. Then all of a sudden, you hit this wall. I call it a wall, but it's basically you hit this moment where it's a lot harder to get through levels because uh, it's statistically harder. And Candy Crush says, hey, uh, you want to try this free power-up that will help you win this level? You say, yeah, of course, it's free. Why not? So you get the free pro- the power-up, and then when you play the game, all of a sudden, boom, I'm going through a lot faster. Things are great. Then, boom, you hit another wall, and then that's when Candy Crush starts to get you. They say, hey, you want a new power-up? It's going to cost you $5. Or, hey, you want 20 power-ups so you don't have to worry about it later? We'll give it to you for $30. But you know what? This is your first time buying, so we'll offer it at half off of $15. So they keep trying to bring you in to spend money. They do it great because if you don't buy after a certain amount of time, it'll pop up with a special on-sale price for you so you can get it cheaper. And they keep pushing it to you. When you enter the game, it'll announce, it'll pop up saying, hey, check out the store for new sales. Or it even gets bad to the point on iTunes and uh, the apps that you play on your iPhone where the app will notify you. It, whenever you load a game up, it says, do you want this app to notify you? No, because if you have it on, it pops up saying, uh, maybe at, like at midnight, it pops up saying, hey, there's a sale going on right now for Candy Crush power-ups. You better go only two hours. And it entices people to go in. They're trying to get feed on people's addiction qualities within them. 
And that stuff, I 1,000% agree, needs to be fixed. Because it's awful and terrible. The games themselves are stupid. But once again, it's all about swag, saying I'm on level 1,000-something on Candy Crush is great. But then the other issue is with, like, Fortnite. Fortnite is completely um, with microtransactions. And uh, the senator says, well, the kids are taking money from their parents. And, yeah, well, we've kids have been doing that for all of their lives. Uh, parents need to be better at monitoring that stuff. Uh, but with Fortnite, there is no random loot boxes, I believe. Uh, it's all microtransactions, so you know what you're paying for. But the problem is, is that game 1,000% runs on microtransactions. Just last year, Fortnite, the video game, made 2. Point, I think it was 8 either 2.8 or 2.3 billion dollars guys with a b billion and it was all through microtransaction because it is a free to play game free to play game means that it is a game that you can initially play for free so you can download Fortnite right now and you can play for free but if you want some cool looking skins or anything you got to pay up a little bit and you know what that's okay because it doesn't put anyone at a disadvantage and it's all about just looking good in the game so you have all of that if this bill passes it could completely ruin Fortnite as we know it It, they couldn't really evolve the game because what's great about Fortnite it is it is constantly updating over and over and over all the time and that keeps people coming back in and playing the game new stuff happens and it's great the problem with uh, like a $60 video game is once you buy it, you're not going to be buying stuff. You can't invest in it anymore. So why would a company continue to grow that game? They'll just make another game for $60. And Fortnite could not, I'm telling you, they could not do it. If only these people all playing right now, all the time, just bought the game for $60, they would not be making money to continue to grow this game. So I just have issues that this is going to change video games as we know it and i hope i really really hope it doesn't and i know i talked about this for 10 minutes but it's a very very important issue because it's something that we're going to have to grow and be aware of there are countries in europe that have passed a law like this and i think really at the end of the day it's just parents need to focus on getting their kids knowing what their kids spend money on don't just randomly hand your kid you know your credit card saying here, go buy uh, some Fortnite skins or something. No, you can monitor this stuff easily. You can go to the store and get like a $20 Fortnite card, and then you know exactly how much money is going into his gaming, $20. So stuff like that, you guys. Uh, okay, I went on way too long, but this is a really important one. That I think will change a lot of things and will affect kids in general and adults. I mean, uh, 52% of video game players are 18 years or older. So this will be affecting all of us. I'm very curious to see where uh, it goes, but I will keep an eye out for you guys. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the fact that it is Saturday, and I have a special guest to talk about Game of Thrones. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. I see the faces of slaves. Will be as brothers and sisters, as husbands and wives. I am the dragon's daughter, and I swear to you. 
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm just going to go straight through this. Pokemon Detective Pikachu is out in movies this weekend. And, of course, Avengers is still killing it. Number two moneymaker of all time. But I want to take the rest of this time to talk about TV shows with a special guest. All right, and we have to talk about the fact that Game of Thrones happened, uh, obviously, on Sunday. The new episode's coming out this Sunday, which I'm excited for. I got Craig Collins in today. Hey, Corey. How you doing? Good, man. Anytime someone mentions Game of Thrones, I just materialize in a studio and start yeah, talking about it. It was really freaky, guys. I was just sitting here, and I just said Game of Thrones, <laughs> and poof, he was there. I'm trying to get as How many places as I can. I don't know. Oh, it's a gift and a curse, because Game of Thrones is terrible right now. <laughs> well, I hope nobody else in the world right now even mentions Game of Thrones, because I, I don't want you disappearing on right. me. Uh, but what do you think of last week's episode? Oh man, it's that was the most disappointing episode I think of the entire show. Yeah, I'm, I am with you there. Uh, I've mentioned this before to you. It just feels like a ter- like not terrible, but a uh, bad action movie writer has taken over and is writing yes. all these episodes. Yeah, like Brett Ratner is now in yeah. charge of Game of Thrones, <laughs> and things are going terribly downhill. Yeah, I just the character development feels so pushed and. I don't know. It's just falling apart, in my opinion. Yeah. I, well, even the, the death, and I don't want to spoil things for anyone that hasn't seen it, but the death, the biggest one from the last episode, yeah. was so poorly done. Yes. Um, and I agree with a lot of people that are criticizing how that person is being used as just basically motivation for the other characters. Yeah. I think she was more important than that. I think she had yes. value. And so it just seems like now the writers are, we're three episodes left, now two episodes left. We've got to kill some people. We don't know how to do it. Yeah, and it's okay to talk spoilers on here. These, with uh, Game of Thrones, after a week, we're talking full spoilers, but I I just hate, it just feels like they're pushing hard, like, okay, uh, the Queen of Dragons, she has to go crazy now, so let's force that on her. Oh, that's Uh, stupid. Her two assistants, or people who help her out, are going to start doubting her now. Okay, push that. Uh, Sansa, uh, she was just told a secret and doesn't care and is just going to tell <laughs> literally five minutes, not even five minutes, like five seconds after Jon Snow tells her. Did you see some of the memes about yes. Sansa being told? <laughs> yeah. Like the one where she's putting a, a sign on the back of Jon <laughs> that says he's Rhaegar Targaryen? <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, the, the creators at the end, there's always a post scene where the creators talk about the episode. They claim that this is her becoming like Littlefinger. Okay. And that she's planning things. But her whole reasoning behind everything just doesn't float for well, me. Well, and let's say this, and I don't mean to, to agree with the internet trolls out there that are saying, but Sansa being happy she got raped was an awkward yeah, storyline yeah, to add into the very, show. Very, very awkward. And that did happen. She was, someone confronted her about the horrible trajectory of her character yeah. and all the bad things that happened to her and she goes well those things made me who i am today <laughs> yeah uh, i don't think most survivors of that kind of thing would have that outlook agreed yeah and she just she doesn't seem even like herself anymore no none of them daenerys doesn't seem like herself yes. at all yes 1000 percent agreed john snow they're playing up way too much as this going to be he's I think I'm going to just say it right now. Uh, I don't know. So if you know, don't say anything. Okay. John's going to be king. I I think that's really what they're setting this up for. I actually don't have a spoiler on that, so I can't tell you. Uh, Um, But I I would agree with you that the show is setting it up that way. Yeah. I I know. I I personally really liked... What's her name? Danny? uh, The the Dragon Queen. Oh, Daenerys. Daenerys. I really liked her story. I if they wanted to go her going the mad crazy route, 
they should have done it in the past other seasons, like slowly yeah. seeing that. You can't this have one, a, Yeah, it just jumps straight into it. You can't have a character that for so many seasons embodies like all these great things. Because she yeah. did. She embodied so many wonderful, like she's a savior, she's mm-hmm. such a good person. Just go crazy for no reason. Yeah, and and then even like, okay, we're going to make her crazy, guys, so let's kill off her assistant to make her really just push <laughs> her over the line. No, that's just lazy right. writing. She's not crazy enough. Let, let's yet. Yeah, let's kill someone. Yeah, and then I'm going to go with the trolls, too. How did she not see the boats in the water when she was flying with her dragon? Okay, can I ask you a different question? Yeah. And I saw this on the internet. If the... Arrows shoot like one direction, like they yeah. can't go straight up in the air, they can't go backwards, they just go forward. Yeah. Two flying dragons can fly straight up <laughs> yeah. and come down from the top of the boats, yes. destroy all the boats. Yes. That can still happen, by the way. Yes. Approach the boats from behind, oh, Game of Thrones won. <laughs> yes. It, that that whole scene was just out of place. I, I, I'm a, a movie guy, and I just break down shows to yeah. the point where people are annoyed, but... In the back of my mind, I'm like, don't be, don't shoot the arrows and then zoom in on the guy who we all know is going to be shooting and killing the dragon. And they did it. They did exactly like, that. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm really, really worried that next week we're going to see a start of a fight and okay. then the last one's just going to wrap things up and really cheesily. Well, so I, I know one thing that is a theory. I don't know uh-huh. that it's going to happen. Yeah. And it came from the promo, the teaser mm-hmm. for next week. Do you think there's going to be a bunch more dragons? <sighs> Euron is looking up at the sky. He's the biggest bad right yeah. now beside Cersei. And he seems to be scared of what's in the sky. And yeah. then you hear noises. You know what? I'll take it. Okay. Because uh, that would be something I wouldn't expect. Right. Uh, that one of the dragons gave birth to a bunch of other dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Because they haven't shown any of that. You know, something, at least that would surprise me. <laughs> That's not something that a writer from an action movie would just, you know, come out of the blue and do something like that. Right. And then, that, well, my, and this is too, because George R. R. Martin, who wrote the books, yeah. is a producer on the show. Yes. Apparently, he gave them some of his ideas mm-hmm. that are not in books yet. That one, since Drogon, yeah. I think that's the name of the dragon yeah. who disappeared for a while. He did disappear in the books. Oh, did he? So it seems like maybe uh, this is set up on purpose. Okay. Well, so the best twist of this season yeah. might also be George R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah, really. And then the other thing was the the Night Walkers or the Night King. Yeah. Are we done with that? <laughs> I don't know. I, that was one of the most fascinating aspects of the show. I want to know who they were, what uh-huh. their whole story was, like more learning more about them. Yeah. They're just that whole episode was like. All right, we're done. All right, we're done. We did an hour and 20 minutes on it. Yeah, exactly. It's over. They won. <laughs> it is weird, man, because they, they took every season of the show, eight seasons, to mm-hmm. set up the winter is coming. Yes. And the winter came for 120 minutes, and yeah. it's done. And you couldn't see half of it. No, you it couldn't see dark. any of it. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Craig. When this show wraps up, I want to get you. I want to get Ed Hammond. I want to yeah. get uh, Christina from our news department. And I just want to sit with you guys, and we'll talk as long as we can about Game of Thrones. Oh, wait. Someone's saying Game of Thrones in a different state. Ah, I have to go. See you later. He literally poofed right out. And with that, you guys, this is The Geek Show. When we get back, we're going over Corey's Tech Corner. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. All right, welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. 
And I gotta be honest, you guys, during this break, I just kept thinking, why did they remove that coffee cup from Game of Thrones? I mean, it's such an iconic thing now. Why would you, I guess you just have to search online for it, but I really don't understand that. Just leave it. I mean, at this point, the damage is done. I talked about it in the first segment of the show. Starbucks made off of free advertising from that. They made at least $11 million worth of free advertising by having that coffee cup in there. I thought it was hilarious, but I still, why did they do that? They always take the fun out of things. Just leave it in there. But uh, overall, that episode of Game of Thrones, I was really disappointed in. And next week, I'm, or not next week, this week, I hope that this one is a little better. We're almost done. Two episodes to go. Uh, but yes, I went off a little tangent there. This is the Geek Show in a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner. And it's where we're going to talk about the latest and greatest in technology news, some cool things, some things going on in the digital landscape. Because as you know, we are going more and more into the world of digital, into the world of AI, into the world of assistance. But let's first talk about just our classic scam. The FTC is suing a smart backpack creator for allegedly crowdfunding, uh, allegedly using crowdfunded money to buy Bitcoin. So the Federal Trade Commission is suing a man for running off with more than $800,000 he raised on crowdfunding platforms to create a smart backpack and other products. Uh, the Verge first broke the story about the IPAC investigation in August, but today marks the agency's first acknowledgement of the work. The lawsuit claims that creator Doug Monahan didn't use his raised Indigo or Kickstarter funds to develop or deliver the backpack, but instead he put the cash towards various personal expenses, including the purchase of Bitcoin, ATM withdrawals, and of course paying off credit cards. The agency also claims that backers reached out to him, but he ignored their complaint shut down the company, and ceased communications. Monahan launched multiple campaigns under the iBackpack name, including a second-generation version before he even delivered the first one. So this is just the thing with these websites, with Kickstarter, Indiegogo. You guys have to be aware that you are not even investing in something. You are paying for something that isn't created yet. And sometimes they're scams. Sometimes the product just isn't going to work the way you want to. So you have to be careful with things like this. Uh, I don't know all the rules about it, but I've heard several cases of people just disappearing with the money. I know there was one video game that just they just came out and said, look, guys, we used all the money and the game's not worth it. It's not playable. It's not good. It's just it's falling apart. We have to stop. So. You are taking a risk when you get in there. Don't I hate it when people say, well, you're investing in these games. No, you're giving them money for a product that you're hoping they make. You're not investing money. You're not getting any percentage ownership of the company. It's just you're buying a product that doesn't exist yet. Um, what was the case? I think it was a viral video of this. Uh, the two. Yeah, it was a girlfriend and boyfriend or maybe husband and wife. They raised money for a homeless man that saved them. And then it all turned out to be this giant scheme. So you got to be careful because in the world of technology, there's great things. And then just like everywhere in the world, there's always bad people. And something like that sadly happened to backpack owners. I, I'm very curious. Last week we talked about this new pebble that will uh, that's raised, I think, $52,000 on uh, Kickstarter. And the pebble reminds you to meditate. It's so dumb. Uh, I'm curious if that's going to be a scam in the long run. Uh, this one, as we're getting into the political landscape, I know we haven't really fully reached it yet. I think in the fall is when things will be full steam ahead. 
But this is kind of sad, and I don't know if it's a fake news or just something that the. Well, let me explain the story. So, if you type in right now, if you Google Joe Biden, it won't bring up the Democratic presidential uh, hopefuls official campaign website. The actual website that pops up, and it's called JoeBiden.info, leads you to a website that says Biden 2020. And then it states, Uncle Bo, Uncle Joe is back and ready to take a hands-on approach to America's problems. And if you move down, they are GIFs and memes of Joe Biden doing what some people think is inappropriate, touching and grabbing. And then it's a list of all the things that Joe Biden is against. So if you Google Joe Biden right now, you will get a parody website making fun of him. Now, is this uh, fake news? Is this what people say is Russia interference? Uh, no, because the problem, in my opinion, it's no. I could be completely wrong on a very, you know, uh, 100% accurate level. But my opinion is no, because if you just type in Biden 2020 or Joe Biden it's incredibly hard to find his campaign website. In fact, the only way I could find it was going to Joe Biden's Twitter and Facebook page and then going from there to the official website. So while I think maybe somebody's just taking advantage of things, I think uh, Joe Biden's team is not really keeping up to date with algorithms and search results for his website. And they may want to change that soon because this is pretty bad. Um, I assume it was set up by somebody in America that just doesn't like Joe Biden and because of the search algorithms and because of the fact that if you type Joe Biden in, his website doesn't pop up, that this popped up. And it also points out to the fact that because this is up on the top of the results, a lot of people are using it. So we got to be careful of false information. Um, I don't know if this is 100% false information. I mean, if you read more into it, you realize very quickly, oh, this is an anti-Joe Biden website, but it's something that you need to be aware of because we're going to be seeing a lot of this. This is going to be a very digital presidential run, in my opinion. There's going to be a lot of misinformation. There's going to be a lot of Facebook, Twitter accusations yelling and false information going around so be prepared because that day is coming staying on the social media aspect facebook and instagram have banned uh, alex jones milo yanapopoulos and other far-right figures the social network says that they barred them because they are quote dangerous they have said some terrible things and a lot of people are like oh but the left side doesn't well they've done a few left-leaning sides where they've said things uh but at the end of the day, and we talk about this all the time, and I know people don't want to hear it. At the end of the day, Facebook is a business. They can choose what they want to do, who uses their product. You give all your rights away when you hit the thing that we all ignore, which is the terms and services. When we click, oh, I don't want to read that, click next. Well, you're giving that them the right to close your account whenever you want. So that's on you. Uh, Riot Games, the company behind League of Legends, one of the biggest uh MMA MOBA games, MMOBA MOBA games, uh, staged a walkout on Monday. Over 100 employees. Um, this was had to do with a article that came out from Kotaku a few months ago about the work environment at Riot Games. Apparently, there are a lot of sexual harassment and sexist remarks and uh, lowering women's opinions just because they're women. And they walked out and had a stage uh, demonstration about it because of forced arbitration that the company is putting on new former and current employees and contractors. So 
Uh, good on them for speaking out about this. Uh, it really doesn't seem like Riot Games is going to do anything about it because all they came out and said was, uh, oh, hey, we're really glad that they're doing this and we understand that they're not happy and that our decision was going to make people not happy, but we're going to still do that. So I don't know. I'm really curious to see if people are going to actually leave. I read one social media post of a guy said that he was going to leave. Is that real? I don't know. 100% sure. Um, this one, I'm going to just get the very top off of it. This one could make an entire segment, and I want to hear some other people's opinions before I give my full opinion. But there is a proposed law that would make big companies determine whether their algorithms discriminate. Uh, in the wake of recent revelations about algorithms, uh, congressional Democrats have proposed a bill that would require large companies to determine whether the algorithms they're using result in discrimination and that they how they can work to correct it. Um, the, the case really being pointed out to say this is the issue is in March, the Department of Housing and Urban Development sued Facebook for violating the Fair Housing Act. It accused Facebook of keeping some users from seeing housing ads based on machine learning algorithms uh, interfering those users' race and other characteristics. So I'm not going to go too deep into this, but it's something that we're going to definitely be talking about because maybe this is a side effect of AI, that the AI is collecting so much information, it's just assuming everything about everyone. They're assuming all white people are the same or all African Americans are the same, and they shouldn't do that. They should be able to um, find out based on the person who you are, or they shouldn't even be biased about stuff like that. They should just advertise to everyone. And with that, you guys, I talked way too much, but that was a lot of tech news. When we get back, we're going over the top five lists of the week. I got some movie trailers that I am so excited about. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show, the top five lists of the week. But before we get into that, The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, you guys, top five list of the week. I got movie trailers after movie trailers, and then one that just hits me in my soul every time. But let's start off with the big one that I think everybody is talking about this week. Number five. Number five goes to the brand new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Marvel released a new trailer that is incredibly spoiler heavy from Avengers Endgame. There's even a warning at the beginning saying, hey, if you haven't seen it, don't watch this yet. But there are some crazy things happening that I am very, very excited for for all of the Marvel future movies. Take a listen to this. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. Maybe someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Please, you've been to space. Yes, that was Spider-Man Far From Home. Mysterio is here. But the biggest thing that has me excited is the multiverse. Now, uh, there are a lot of rumors going around that Mysterio might be the secret bad guy and that he's lying about the whole multiverse thing. But apparently when Thanos did the snap... It caused a ripple effect in time and space, and now all these multiverses are opening up and people are coming in and out 
A lot of speculation also leads to that the multiverse might be a way for the X-Men and Deadpool to come into this universe. Uh, but we'll have to wait on that one. Uh, the fact that they're opening up this possibility of the multiverse is just going to give a lot more room for Marvel to grow. They don't necessarily have to be on this exact time schedule like all the other movies were. You know, one took place here and then it continued on. Now they can kind of do whatever they want. And if they want people interacting with each other, they can say, ah, oh, the multiverse, they were found a way to go through or we found a way to go reach and grab somebody into the multiverse. So I'm very curious to see if how much this is going to open the door in regards to Marvel movies. Number four. Number four goes to a trailer that I cried at the end of and it looks beautiful. It's called The Farewell. What's wrong, Dad? Please tell me. Your nan is dying. She doesn't know. So you can't say anything. The family thinks it's better not to tell her. Why is that better? Chinese people have saying, when people get cancer, they die. We we'll have to go to China. Wedding is an excuse so everyone can see her. He's my only cousin. Do you think I should be there? You can't hide your emotions. If you go, then I will find out right away. Yes, this movie is getting a lot of hype. It's from the studio A24, which is a studio that I absolutely adore. They do some great movies. I think The Hereditary was one of the good ones. And it is a film about America meets Chinese culture in a uh, an American uh, lady is has to go home. And she's informed that her grandmother is dying. And according to Chinese culture... You do not tell somebody if they know that they're going to die. You do not tell them. You just let them live out as happy because family is one. And when you burden somebody with that, it hurts everybody. So this film is going to cause a lot of tears, I think. But look forward to that coming out later this year. Number three. Number three goes to a sequel to one of the greatest comic books of all time, The Watchmen. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. We convinced ourselves that they were gone. But they were just hibernating. They came for everybody. All police. Are we safe? I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. What are you two talking about? Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. Yes, that is the trailer for HBO's new show called The Watchmen. It's coming out later this year um, in the fall. A lot of people aren't sure on when it takes place in the whole mythos of Watchmen, but a lot of rumors are saying it takes place after the comic books. I could not be more excited. First, I love the Watchmen series. But the creator of this show created my favorite show of all time, The Leftovers, on HBO, and I could not be more excited. Number two. Number two goes to a horror movie that I am just so, so excited that the trailer finally came out. I don't know about you, but I do not like clowns. This me and the Losers Club has officially begun. We can do this, but we have to stick together. 
Yes, that is the trailer for It Chapter 2. Just give me that movie right now. I don't want to wait several months to go see this movie. It comes out in October, but it can't come soon enough because I loved the first It remake. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And this one just looks even better. Here's number one. Number one goes to a heartwarming tribute that happened on Saturday Night Live last week. First time I saw me was sweeter than honey. Plaid jacket and belt too tight, and he wasn't even being funny. Then he cartwheeled around the room and slowed ass with a cleaning lady. He was a one-man party. You know I'm talking about, I'm talking about my friend Chris Farley. Whether you was a bumblebee girl or living in a band down by the river. He loved the bears and did good dance at Chippendales with Swayze. When they replaced his coffee with Folgers, he went full on crazy. The sexiest gap girl and me loving the band. Without him, there'd be no lunch lady in lunch lady land. You know I'm thinking about, thinking about my boy Chris Farley. Yes, I want to talk about this for a second because uh, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, of course, was singing a tribute to Chris Farley. They were uh, partners at SNL. They shared the same uh, office together. They grew really close together. And even in Adam Sandler movies, you see a lot of uh, homages and nods to Chris Farley in there. And this one hit me. I, I was in tears, too, with this one, just because growing up, I was a bigger kid and I'm still a bigger guy. Chris Farley was an inspiration to me growing up. I thought he was the funniest guy alive, and he is. He's still the funniest guy uh, ever. And when he died, that was absolutely heartbreaking. I don't think he died when I was a kid, but when I learned that he died, that broke my heart. He was a fantastic guy. He obviously had mental health issues, which being May Mental Health Awareness Month just was even harder knowing that he was going through all these things. He couldn't stand himself, and that's one of the hardest things to deal with when you have a mental illness. But I thought this was a fantastic tribute, brought tears to my eyes. I love you, Chris Farley. You are a big inspiration on my life, and that's why I'm really happy that that tribute happened. Because the next day, a lot of people were looking up and reading about Chris Farley, which is always a good thing. And with that, you guys, we're going to call it a day. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Have a fantastic weekend.